0: You're listening to Make It Happen, a podcast for curious, big-hearted, purpose-driven creatives. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, and this is the eighth episode of season two. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. We have just a few episodes left now of season two, and I am super excited to share this one with you today. I invited Estée Lalonde, a YouTuber, blogger, and soon-to-be author, onto the show to talk all about her recent rebrand, her upcoming book, and her approach to work-life balance too. Estée is actually one of the first people who I ever started following on the internet. You may or not know this, but my online presence actually started out as a beauty blog because I had become completely obsessed with the beauty community online. I've been following Estee ever since and was so fascinated by her rebrand last year and transitioning to more of a lifestyle channel that I was super excited to interview her for the podcast this season. We have a really fun and honest chat and I hope you guys enjoy this one. Let's jump in. Hi, Este, Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is an exciting podcast because I've never done it in person before.
1: Yeah. And when you said like, oh, we can do it over Skype. I was like, no, I don't roll like that.
0: I like to look people in the eyes. Yeah, no, I don't like to do that. Oh. I'm gonna try and give you eye contact. Yeah, I'm like, keep looking at me. I'm an introvert. Are you an introvert or an extrovert?
1: I am. I am a. How do I. Ambivert. I don't know because I am introverted, but I can be extroverted. Like, is that comfortable to
0: you to be extroverted? No, no, it's uncomfortable. Like, it's not like, is it kind of like Beyonce does Sasha Fierce.
1: Um, yeah, I guess it's like kind of like that. But I think like for me, I just love alone time. So say I do manage to go out to a party. I can last like two hours tops before I'm like, get me out of here. I need to go home and just like be alone with Judge Judy right now.
0: I'm like at the party for half an hour. Okay, so, and then so there's
1: the difference right there.
0: But yeah, I can
1: force myself to be extroverted. and I have no problem talking to new people, but... It's it's not the most comfortable sometimes.
0: I because I'm crazy comfortable by myself, and then people think I'm an absolute freak. Yeah. Like, I could spend, like, a week by myself. So could I. On sc- Just having Skype to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even need Skype, I don't think. <laughs> a TV, TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Now, I like being alone. I think that's, like, also a lot to do with what I do. I'm alone. Like, I... Growing up, I never... I could never imagine, like, being in an office surrounded by people because I don't actually enjoy that, you know? Not to say that I don't like people. I do, but I find it very, like, draining to be around people and, like, make conversation all
0: day. Oh, yeah. Is that horrible to admit that? No, I'm ex- I'm, pe- I'm a coach, so I spend my whole day, like, talking to people. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, how can you do that when you're so introverted? But if there's, like, a point to the conversation, right. I love it. And, like, with my closest friends, I love it. And with my boyfriend, I love talking to him. But Same. I love my alone time. Yeah. And I, but I actually think that leans well to working for yourself because mm. you can kind of control your – and it's like on a bad day, I can just be like, yeah, I'm not leaving the house.
1: Yeah, oh, Yeah. There's been times when I haven't left the house for like five, six days. It's Well, I walk Reggie, but that's about it. Yeah, when you have a pet as well, it's fine because they don't talk back. Yeah, they don't. He just (laughs) listens to me. I'll try not to make this podcast all about my dog. It's like every podcast I do, I'm like, Reggie this, Reggie that, and people are like getting sick of it.
0: (laughs) So people listening, they don't know who you are. Do you want to to tell them a little bit about who you are? Yes, so
1: my name is Estée Lalonde. No one can pronounce my name, but there you have it, Estée Lalonde. Um, I never really know what to call myself because I do like a million jobs but I'm a YouTuber basically I'm a blogger and a YouTuber and I do a lot of other things on the side Um, I'm a soon-to-be author which is very exciting my book comes out in September pre-order on Amazon (laughs) wink wink um yeah and I just I'm just taking it day by day
0: so the question I asked you before we started recording that I'll ask again which I was super curious about was do you think of yourself as a boss yes and what does that mean to you
1: um I actually got a tattoo because I think of myself as a boss because and I never used to think of myself as a boss because this whole thing started as a hobby it started as like a little thing I did on the side I wasn't a boss I was being bossed around by my real bosses at retail stores (laughs) so um I didn't actually start feeling like a boss until a couple of years into it when I realized like okay, I have to take this a lot more seriously than I have been doing if I want to make this a career. Um, And I think as well, being a boss means making a lot of hard decisions, especially to do with your business because when you, especially something like YouTube, it is so personal to you and it is so meaningful because you, you literally built it from the ground up um, there are some hard decisions you kind of have to make with that. And some of that is like giving up control and, you know, getting other people on board to help you with things or saying no to a lot of opportunities or saying yes to certain things. Um, so I definitely consider myself a boss because I have to consider myself a boss, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I always have this, um, like I love being my own boss. I'm being able to be in charge of my routine. But I hate running a business a lot of the time. Like, I don't like dealing with my accounts. Mm -hmm. And I don't like dealing with the fact that, like, I'm in charge of my income. Well, I'd love that I'm in charge of my income. But, like, how do you protect yourself? Because for you, it's very personal. Like, I don't know if you think in, like, branding terms. But for you, like, you have such a big personal brand. Yeah. Whereas for me, I... Well, you, like everyone listening will know I don't use Snapchat I don't use Instagram (gasps) I'm like off the grid completely whereas you're like I'm on the grid yeah you're 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 the grid (laughs) I am the grid how do you protect yourself from how do you separate between your personal brand and you and not feel like you've got like a multiple personality I mean first of all I just want to say that I cannot believe
1: I've I've built a career for myself through like of being on the grid when I was growing up, the last thing I wanted to do is be on the grid. I was like all about, I had, I didn't have Facebook. I didn't like, I was, I did not want to be traceable at all. And now I can like, sometimes I look at my life and I'm like, what have you done? Like, I could never just like not be on the grid, you know? People know who I am now. It's kind of scary. Um, and I, how do I protect myself? Well, I've had a lot of breakdowns about it, truthfully, because um, I love sharing my life so much. like it I find it very fun. and I I like being able to kind of like go this sounds like so cliche, but go on a journey with the viewers and it's meaningful to me because when I meet people and they say, oh, like this has helped me a lot with my life, blah blah, that makes it worth it to me to kind of give up, give up those pieces of myself. But that being said, sometimes I feel like maybe I've overshared or sometimes I get in like a weird mood and I'm like, I can't take any of this stuff back. It's out there and everybody knows everything about me. I mean, you know, people know where I live. They know my address. They know my phone number. I've had to like change my phone number so many times, like stuff like that, which you can't really fault it because I've put myself out there. But yeah, there are definitely times where I've struggled with being on the grid.
0: Yeah, I will get a vulnerability hangover yeah like you know like like I do these things called weekly letters on a Sunday and it's like I tell people like it's where I go more vulnerable because in my head they just go to their inbox so it's not public but there's like thousands of people on the list yeah and so I get this thing on a Sunday sometimes and I send it out and I start shaking and I'm like reading (laughs) it over and over again and even though I don't my rule is I don't say anything online that I've not dealt with myself so I can handle not that I get like not that I share like because obviously my brand's like more like a like a service-based business but I don't share anything that I'm not I can handle whatever anyone thinks or says back to me mm-hmm. and anything I haven't dealt with in my head I don't share yeah if that makes sense but it's like even when you share things that you're happy to share you should still feel a bit sick yeah afterwards but it's freeing like it's very I feel like it's a millennial thing but it's dealing with our shit is easier when we can just like talk about it and yeah it out.
1: like sometimes when something goes wrong like say I get a parking ticket or whatever and I'm so pissed if I even just go on Snapchat I like I can't can I swear on this podcast? I can't fucking believe I got a parking ticket. Like, guys, do you believe this or whatever? And then people are like, oh, that's really shit or whatever.
0: It's kind of like, do you feel like, because I've been, most people who come on the show kind of very intentionally built a business. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like for you, you're more of like a self-made creative, like you, you had this hobby and then it became something like you probably never even expected it to be. So it's like your life has gone on a path that you didn't even choose for yourself. It just kind of like yeah. happened. Just because you don't go to an office every day and put on a suit and get on that nasty tube that I just (laughs) got, it doesn't mean that you don't work hard. And, like, what I've noticed with people that I've got to know is when you have this life of freedom where you can work from home and you control your own income and you control your own schedule, sometimes you overdo it to prove to yourself that you work hard enough and I, I did this and I'm getting to a place now where I'm not doing it and then like I worked a 25-hour week last week uh-huh. and I did all my work and I like, did all my stuff and it felt great and then I was sitting there and I was like oh I was like I'm embarrassing I was like I should be working but I was like but I've done everything like do you struggle with that or do, are you good with the work-life balance? So the other day Aslan
1: said to me that YouTubers are obsessed with making themselves seem like they work hard. Like in every interview or like podcast or whatever, people are like I work so hard. He's like, why don't people just like be honest about it and be like we work hard, but not like that hard? I was like, so you don't think I work hard? I was like, you know, even my boyfriend who I live with sometimes thinks that. Like I feel like you don't think I'm working hard is it because I'm on the couch while I'm working? Is it because I'm in my pajamas all day, but I'm still working? Like I couldn't wrap my head around that because I have worked retail jobs, right? So I've worked, you know, the the whole thing, the 12 hour day, I've had three jobs on the go at one time while being a student. I know what hard work is. And I feel like being a YouTuber is actually the hardest work I've, like amount of work I've ever done, especially recently, um, just because of the amount of stuff that is going on. Um, and a lot of people know this, but I have an assistant now. Um, and I just think if I didn't have that much work, I would not have an assistant. I would not be paying that amount of money for an assistant if I didn't need it, you know, if I didn't have that much work to do. Um, as far as like the work life balance, yeah, I've definitely been through like working insane amount of hours, like working up until like two, three in the morning. And then again, the next morning at eight o'clock in the morning. And the thing I realized is I could work like that every single day and there would always be something else to do. Like last night, for instance, it was seven o'clock on a Sunday. And I was watching House of Cards and I was like, oh God, I should really be working right now because I have to record this podcast tomorrow and I'm gonna lose like two hours in my morning or whatever. I was like, no, I don't have to work on a Sunday night, you know, and it is hard to build those boundaries. Um, but I am so much better at it because I've had more than one breakdown about it, just like feeling so exhausted, like, I used to laugh so hard when I heard that celebrities had to be like go to rehab for exhaustion. I was like, that is bullshit. I get that because you are you can't control yourself and even if you're not physically typing or on your laptop, your mind is not stopping. Um, so I had to kind of like have a word with myself and realize like, it's not going to kill me if I don't work, you know, 16 hours every day or whatever. So yeah, I I've basically created like this rule for myself, like no work past 6pm. I put the laptop down. I try not to work on the weekends, but it's not always possible. But yeah, I've definitely found a balance now that works for me. Thank God.
0: And do you find that your work is better because you take care
1: of yourself. Yes, it is so much better. And I wouldn't have believed it if I... Like, I would not have believed that a few months ago. Um, I think... I don't know if, like, the actual end product is better, but I'm actually enjoying it again. Whereas, like, before I'd be like, oh, I don't want to film this video. I don't want to film, like, five videos today. I'm so tired. Like, everything was, like, a problem. Everything, like, pissed me off. Like, if the microphone died halfway through the podcast, like, this just... It just did. I would have like that would have set me off. Like I, I had like anger problems. I swear, because I was just like so stressed and tightly wound. Now it's like okay, whatever, it's fine, you know. And then I, and now I look forward to filming the videos again, or I look forward to taking meetings. Whereas before I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. So yeah, I, I it's definitely improved like the way I look at my work.
0: Yeah, I think giving myself permission to um take care of myself is probably not the hardest thing in my life but it's been the hardest thing in this like recent season of my oh. life because I felt really guilty like I trained to be a social worker which you did it yeah. yeah so like I know what it's like to spend like every day 12 hours a day going to work and I felt really bad but I'm better for my clients if I'm rested I'm better for myself I'm better in my relationship if I'm rested in my friendships and I think there's a weird like millennial 20 something thing happening now where like the busier you are the cooler you are yeah and what you contribute to the world
1: everybody's running from point a to point b and if you're not you are a loser (laughs) that's essentially what it is
0: I don't know about you like I have I realize it's like I have like a soul for rest like oh yeah being rested I'm not like fucking lazy but like being rested and taking care of myself and being like open to like nice things in life I'm a better human being for it and I felt I've never said this on the podcast before because and people know this about me if people read my blog and they'll know that I'm like this but I think it's getting to that place as a 20 year old or whatever year old and being like it's okay not to be a fix 60 day crazy person who can't even yeah. have time to shave my legs no that's not I don't want to do that to my body or my brain
1: uh uh-uh. no I I'm so sick of doing that i like I do have weeks where I am a little bit like that like crazy girl but then I just put myself back in check, and I'm, I'm the same way. I like feeling relaxed. I like having a very relaxed Sunday afternoon, taking the dog to the park, you know, going for a little stroll, having a cupcake, and reading a book all night long. like that makes me happy you know you have to like realize what your body loves and needs whereas like my boyfriend aslan he hates that he hates all relaxation like he can never shut his brain off he doesn't need to he doesn't want to so when he sees me like reading my book for like four hours long and i'm like oh i love this poem i'm reading like he doesn't get anything from that so it's really important to kind of like find what what you get satisfaction from And for us, apparently, it's relaxation.
0: (laughs) And I and I love being busy. Like I love having a job that like like I've so I've been in London. Like I came down last night just to get away for a few like for a night. And I'm so excited to get back home tonight. And like I've got all these ideas of things I want to write about. So I I love my work more than anything. Because most people who come on the show or listening to the show are like full time creatives or side hustlers. And. I think, um, I always think about it like there's like intentional seasons. So like you hustle for a season to get somewhere like for you with your book, for example, that's going to be a lot of late nights, like sitting down, but then you rest and you rest and you refuel for the hustle and then you hustle, which means you can then take a few months just to be like, it's all taken care of. I've done the legwork. Like it's fine.
1: It's like building the foundation. And I I have this theory that like, if and we're the same, I guess, if we weren't super busy for that week, then like the weekend of relaxation doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. It has to mean something. If I just took like two weeks off and like slept on the couch, all, I wouldn't like that actually. I like just working and then having like three days off or like, you know, stuff like that. Like last week we went to a spa hotel, which was like such a treat because it was in the middle of the week and we've been mm-hmm. planning it for so long. And it's the first time Aslan and I have ever done that. Like we literally were in the sauna all day like it was crazy I couldn't believe we were just like doing nothing all day um and that and that meant something that like honestly filled up my tank and I am like ready to go for another you know four months nonstop.
0: yeah exactly and yeah no definitely um so something reason one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you today was so I've been following your channel for god knows how long it's probably since it started I remember when you lived with Meg from yeah. Lipsofactor. Funny
1: enough, I'm actually meeting Meg on Thursday morning. I haven't seen her in ages, but yeah, it's <laughs> weird that you mentioned that.
0: <laughs> and so you were Essie Button yeah. and, a yes yes. Long, and then you rebranded, what was it, like six, seven?
1: Yeah, it was like last summer.
0: So almost like, so probably that was happening this yeah. time last year. And I remember when you did it and I was like, oh, that's interesting because... I always wondered what the others thought <laughs> of
1: what was going on there I think people think I'm an absolute freak like here's a real secret I think other bloggers freak like I think I freak them out I think they hate me I think I'm like the
0: dark sheep of the blogging world literally (laughs) well I'm like it's so weird like so I started my blog was a beauty blog and I did that for like a year and a half and I kind of enjoyed it but honestly like I did a beauty blog because I had an unhealthy shopping habit Mm -hmm. and I did my beauty blog to fuel my like emotional shopping yeah and then I got to this point where I was like I'm not like a minimalist but I probably lean to that mindset right and I just wasn't cool like spending my money on things that like made me not even feel pretty in the first place so then I realized <laughs> what I'm interested in and now I'm like a creative entrepreneur and so it's funny for me, but like my two closest friends are like Still beauty bloggers. Yeah. So I kind of see it, but so but when we talk about you, like we find you so interesting because I don't even give you as a beauty guru anymore. You're like a lifestyle YouTuber. Uh, thank you. <laughs> That's like like you do beauty, but you're not there. Like this is how you can yeah, your face no. to look. No. Um, that is like the the best
1: compliment I've received in a long time because I always wonder like how do other people view me? Lifestyle person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, and I also um when you announced the book, and I watched the video and you. It's when you announce a book that's when I got in touch to do the podcast yeah because you said something interesting you said it was about building a lifestyle what did you say it was like a like on your own, was it like on your own terms? Something like building a lifestyle that feels good to you. Yeah, I was know, something it, like you that. You said, And that is pretty much, I'm all about building a creative life that feels true to you. Mm-hmm. And so I found that interesting. And so you rebranded and I was like, oh my God, this is so brave. Because when you've built, well, you've got like a million YouTube subscribers. When you've, and people love you. And I'm guessing your demographics, you've got some people on the younger side. Most of the people are actually 18 to 30. That's cool. Yeah. I would, I would be so
1: scared if 14-year-olds were obsessed with me. I know. They, are, they can be very mean. <laughs> they can also be very nice. But yeah, I, I like talking to an audience that's my age.
0: Yeah. And I, so I feel like you had this rebrand and that you... I don't know. It was, I thought it was so brave. And I also wondered like behind the scenes. Was that like... Were you fighting against wanting to do that for a long time until you did it? Or did it just wake up in the middle of the night? No,
1: that was a big... Um, that was a big move on my part. And that was something that was so planned out. Um, this is this is the crazy thing, right? Like nobody knows that. Like one day I just woke up and I was like, by the way, I'm going to go buy my real name and here's my new logo. <laughs> no, that whole rebrand was in the making for about eight months, I'd say. And it was actually in the making about four months before that with me just thinking about potentially doing it. Um, because you've, well, I've, 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 I have built up an audience um, who like me for one thing, and I was so scared that if I did that, I would just be like, almost like slapping them all in the face and being like, I know you like this, but now I hope you like this too. Like It was just such a weird um, thing, but ev- eventually for me, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I can't be this easy button thing. Like I didn't feel connected to it. I felt so disconnected. And I have grown up so much since I I started that and like was Essie Button you know when I was Essie Button I was like renting a one bedroom flat with Aslan we had like no money both of us had no idea what we were doing with our with our lives and you know it was just a it was a hard time I was a teenager you know now I'm 25 we have a house together we have a dog we're basically married like I'm a diff I'm a different woman. You know, I'm not a teenager anymore. And that's kind of what prompted the rebrand because I was like, nothing I love about my house, like my design taste, my taste in furniture, my taste in beauty products, that was not reflected in my Essie Button branding. And then I just thought this, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not cohesive. And that's really what was like, I have to change this. And once I made the decision to change it, I was like full steam ahead, but it was scary.
0: What was the reaction like?
1: Oh God, it was mixed. Um, It was very, very mixed. Also because when I did the rebrand, I really, I was basically working with another person who, like we just had different visions for the channel and I talked earlier about giving up control. Well, during that time I gave up too much control. Um, And so at the time of the rebrand, I was also making very, very different content, content that was not necessarily reflective of me. Um, so people basically hated the content and then they assumed like the rebrand was the cause of all that. But actually I was just like going through some personal shit, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing with YouTube. Like you can't go through personal shit in secret, you know, like it's crazy. Like I was trying to put on a brave face, but yeah, it was just a bit of a shitty time or whatever, which I will talk about in the book. Um, so the, the rebrand was positive and negative. I would say it was 50, 50, which was very hard for me because that was the first thing that was like not quite well well received but now it's like amazing people love it they're like oh amazing rebrand like every time I go to a meeting they're like so tell us about your (laughs) rebrand I'm like oh my god so I think it's like now that it's had some time to settle in people get it now that they've like kind of seen where I've taken it they're like I'm there with you it's like the,
0: the reason they fell in love with you is not why they're gonna love you now yeah and you're like this is me take it or leave it yeah and obviously like this this might be a weird question but obviously when you started YouTube you were like the everyday girl your mm-hmm. next-door neighbor girl you know what I mean and now you're like this isn't the average 20-somethings life no. which is like and this is probably goes back to the haters thing I think that's incredible mm-hmm. because 20-year-olds doing what they love is awesome but how do you balance like not being the every girl while still being relatable without even that like messing with your head
1: oh god that is the that is the question right there <laughs> I've never been asked that before it is very difficult because people fell in love with me because I was the girl next door, because I was shopping at Superdrug and like I was, you know. Primark calls.
0: Not that you did many of them, but. Yeah,
1: but I did Primark calls, you know? And now I'm like, I'm a boss lady and I love that I've been really successful, which I owe all of that to my viewers. But it is, I feel like there's something so fake if I would continue doing Primark calls. You know, people know that, you know, I've been successful, like somewhat successful at this. And I just, to me, I think like it would be so stupid if I just carried on doing super drug hauls and primark hauls because I think that's so fake. I never want to be fake, but at the same time, like I have to realize like not every 25 year old is, you know, as lucky as I am, like, they don't get to travel all over the world. They don't get to have these really cool experiences and they don't get to, you know, buy some of the designer handbags that I get to buy now, you know? Um, So there is definitely a fine line between being, like, honest about, you know, my success and, like, how, you know, this has worked out so well for me and, like, being thankful for that and also realizing, like, my audience, that's not, like, a lot of people can't live like that. They don't have this lifestyle, you know? But I think for me as well, like, I, I don't ever... I don't know how to put this, but like I grew up in a really small town. We didn't have a lot of money. It was just like normal upbringing, you know? So I feel like that is so deep rooted in me. Like I am not like the flashy girl to be driving around in a Porsche or anything like that. Like even if I had that kind of money, (laughs) that wouldn't be like me. Like I drive a Fiat, you know? Like I just, I don't like that shit really. Like, yeah, I like a nice Chanel handbag. Let's not deny it. But like, I think I still am that, normal girl if that makes sense I've just like had a little luck along the way
0: yeah and it's do you do you know like this is so funny like you say look and I feel like to me you're not lucky like to me like you had incredible things happen to you but like mm. you said at the beginning like you worked for it and it's this weird thing that we do is like oh we're so lucky It's luck, yeah and it's like wait no like it's that's just the thing I picked up on is. and
1: you know what I wouldn't ever see a guy saying no. this is just pure luck why am I doing this like it's so like in me to say that yeah I, I have like I have a little issue with be- with saying that I worked for this shit. I don't know. I did. I worked really hard and I continue to work really hard. There is definitely luck involved, yeah. but um, there's also a lot
0: of work put into it. Yeah, no, I, I so like I said, like last week I worked 25 hour a week. This week, probably like 30, 35, 40 hours. Last year I was working 70 hour weeks and like yeah. i would lost the plot. My best friend who lives in the same building as me, she works like two jobs and is doing her master's degree. Mm-hmm. So she like literally has maybe like an hour a day to herself. Wow. And I'm there like, you know, taking it easy. I'll have meetings. Like I work, but I can relax. I can wear yeah. yoga pants all day on the sofa. And I sat down with her once, and I was. She was like, "How was your week?" And I was like, "I don't want to tell you how my week yeah. was because I was like, I feel bad." And she looked at me, and she was like, "You worked for this." She was like, "In a year or in two years, I'll hopefully be where you are because I'm just doing the work that you did to like mm-hmm. get to where you want to be." And I think it's really important as women to like not try and to to not hate on other women's success if they've got something they don't have because we need to stop calling ourselves lucky we need to stop calling ourselves you're so right grateful because no like you worked for this and this is I think you said they're like the everyday girl thing, and you're not I feel like I've got this thing in my head like if your truth is not the same as everyone else's truth Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean your truth doesn't matter and it doesn't mean that your truth can't help people like I feel like you're correct me if I'm wrong here I feel like your channel at the moment like the underlying message is like be yourself and like self-development as a 20-something that's what I feel like I get a lot yeah because I can't connect to a lot of beauty youtubers because I'm like I'm not gonna go buy lipstick anymore yeah. I've like, got the same one I like to wear every day whereas with you I see someone who is successful and you could just stop you could just be like I'm here I've made it just shut up whereas it feels like you're reading things and you're engaging in like different things in your life to still improve yourself yeah and so that's what I take from you.
1: Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I'm trying to do now. Like, I actually feel like I have become so much more successful than I ever dreamed. I am happy. I am like, here we, that's, I could die tomorrow <laughs> and I would be super happy. Um, so now I'm kind of at the stage where it's like, okay, how can I take this to the next level for me? How can I make it, like, figure out what the next thing I want to do is, you know? um. I have a, little, a few ideas bouncing around in my brain but yeah it's it, I'm trying to like really work on that self-development and oh, I'm just trying to figure it out
0: I'm like everyone else I'm just trying to figure this shit out you know like you still wake up and like have spots or yeah like feel like depressed some days yeah. and then other days I feel really happy and I think um sometimes I feel ashamed of how much like this year I've been really focused on like joy And, like, just being happy because I was... Like, I had a really tough few years. And, like, I'm was like i just going to be happy. And I'm not going to prove to myself, like, I... I'm a boss. Like, I run my own business. I'm, like, the breadwinner in my relationship. Like, I take care of my life. And I'm going to stop making life harder on myself. And I want to become... Like, I feel like this is, like, the season... Have you heard that phrase, like, some reasons... Some seasons are a season for rest, but this is a season of becoming. Have you heard that phrase? No, but I love it. And I'm, like, this is, like, my season of becoming but not in like a, not in like an outward sense, but in like an inward sense. I remember once I quoted um, a tweet and then you retweeted it and then like five, like 400 people favored it and I was like, what the hell's going on? And it was the Paolo, it was the quote of like, success is going to bed at night with your solo piece. And like, that is, that's the quote on this, the My Make It Happen website at the bottom. Oh, cool. Because, and this is what I'm curious about, what is your definition of success now, like in this season of your life?
1: In this season, I mean, my success, like th- what I think of success, it changes all the time. Honestly, like to me, success is doing what I love and being happy in my life and having those things be balanced. Like I, there was a time when I was like, you know, really work, 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 work. And I was like, well, I wasn't really that happy, but I was like, felt successful because I was like really successful in my work. But then my relationship kind of like went by the wayside or like I lost touch with the family members or whatever. Now I'm like really all about this balance thing where I'm doing a lot of work that I love. I'm, you know, being social with my other friends, not Aslan, other friends. um, And then I'm having time with Aslan, you know, for our relationship and like just figuring out how to balance all this stuff. That is success to me because I just feel like if one thing's out of balance, the whole thing is screwed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you feel, you, know. you feel guilt did you know Shonda Rhimes she's like no like so she do you watch like Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and oh like, yeah what's all this about <laughs> yeah so I saw so like, like I was gonna ask you the question like who's like your girl boss hero but mine's Shonda Rhimes completely and she did this talk and she was like saying to all the women out there she was like when you enter the real world. Everything's gonna feel out of balance. She's like, when you're being a good mom, you're being bad at your job, right. and when you're being good at your job, you're missing your kids, like first day of kindergarten, and um, that's how it feels. Like if I'm being good at my, I can probably manage. Like I can be good at my relationship, I can be good at my job, and I can take care of myself. But I'm probably not calling my mom as much as right. I should, and I'm not seeing my friend as much as I should. Or I can have a week where I'm good at my job, taking care of myself, and seeing my friends, but Alex feels neglected, yeah. and it's and I'm learning. I just have to stop feeling so guilty all the time and I just have to choose what's important to me right now. And, and I'm learning if I'm not doing something, it's because I don't want to do it. If I'm not seeing a certain friend or if I'm not calling my mom back, sorry mom, <laughs> or if I'm not working, there's a reason
1: Yeah, and I'm going to stop
0: fighting myself on it. You're
1: asking who my like, girl boss is. Yeah, who, who, who inspires you? <sighs> well... I love Oprah. Everybody knows that. I love Oprah because she's like, she's the person who's ever evolving. I love that, right? Um, another girl boss. I met Catelyn Moran last week and she was really, really cool. I've always like loved her. I love Lena Dunham. I love yeah. um, Leandra, man repeller. Um, I love Ingrid Nilsson a lot. I love, um, God, I there's so many people. Like there's not one person for me. And like growing up, I never had like that person who I, it was like, I, you're, you're so inspiring to me, except Oprah. I am like, I always think of myself as I take a little bit from everybody. I've, I've tried to learn a little bit from every woman that inspires me and then kind of like, you know, take that into the world. <laughs> but, um, Oprah is like number one.
0: You should read, um, I remember you were talking about Oprah's book, like what was the book? What I know for sure. Yeah. You should read your Yes by Shadna rhymes. It kind of changed my life. Okay. Before, it's All good. Right. Okay. Um, so when you, you, your creativity has to be like constantly like this like constantly on how do you take care of that how do you make space for that in your work without some days is it just I just have to get this done it may not be the most creatively fueled video
1: oh yeah definitely sometimes like it you know if I waited for every like amazing wave of creativity I would never put a video out um and I wish I could make these like creative masterpieces twice a week every week it's not possible it it would maybe be possible if I had a team of forty five people, and even then, I don't actually think it would be possible. Sometimes you have to throw up an empties video. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like I like those. So guys. do I. They
1: have value. But uh, you know, I there's so many things I want to do, and I just can't do them, and it's so freaking annoying. Um, but to you know to keep the creative stuff high creative stuff high to keep the creative memento going i think it goes back to like taking those breaks for yourself like i had the best wavelength last night in the bathtub and i was like this is gonna be an amazing video like and that's like it's like the times when you just like give your brain a little break like sometimes i sit down and i think i'm gonna brainstorm now i'm gonna come up with some good ideas no it doesn't work like that for me um I try to keep the creative stuff flowing, but it is very hard for me right now, just like with writing the book and like all this other shit I'm doing. Um, the videos have kind of like gone by the wayside, but it is like just about, again, balance and keeping it going and just trying to think of things. And you know, also you have to think of things that like haven't been done before. How can you think of the thing that people don't know they want to watch or whatever you said earlier, you know? So it's very hard.
0: I think, um that's the difference between I think like being like a hobby creative person and when it's your job, if you're not feeling up to it, you don't get to you're doing it anyway it's so funny I also think like as a woman like our moods and like our hormones affect it like I have a client who told me today that for the next year she knows her cycle like down to a T and she's mapped out three days where she's a photographer she will not do any work on those days because she was like I'll just drop the freaking camera yeah and it's I'm I can't write on those days I know yeah. this is getting really weird and personal but I'm learning like even as a woman like I can kind of tell throughout the month yeah when I'm going to be my best and when I'm not my best. I totally
1: agree. Like, I'm getting my period in a few days and I, like, I would never have recorded this podcast on that day. Yeah, because you'd just be like... And also it's like, I I figure out like okay those are the days I can reply to the emails you know I can do that at least on those days and that's like the day I have an admin day where I get
0: my taxes in order and all that other stuff where I can just be chill those aren't the creative days no definitely not but I think you're right waiting for if you wait for inspiration to hit you'll never get anything done whereas if you just sit down and sometimes like stop trying to start at the top like if I can't get something out I start in the middle of it Mm. and so I'm just like I'll figure it out, and it'll be messy, and it's kind of just being okay. Like, do you ever, like, could you script your videos, or is it just, like... No, I've never scripted a video in my life. I could never do it. Because I heard a younger YouTuber once, and she was talking about, like, her workload, and she was like, then you have to script the videos, and I was like, oh, what? like, you script the video. I'm just, like, a big YouTuber, and I was like, you script the videos. I thought that was crazy. It depends
1: on, like, the kind of video. I feel like for beauty videos, like, what... I guess you could like write down a few points about the products I don't take it that seriously but like for you know for vlogger like people who like do like um like sketches I don't know what they're actually called like yeah I can see how you need to script that but I can't I can't work like that no
0: I script my mini episodes because you've probably noticed that I'm a rambler and I go all around the houses to get somewhere <laughs> but no yeah um let's talk about the book quickly for yes. um I was really excited. I know YouTubers get I know. so much. I, the video came out and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And, and then I look in the comments and people were like, I have a creative writing degree. This isn't fair. Yeah. And like, I once read something on a blog and it was like, Everyone's criticizing YouTubers for getting these book deals. But what they don't realize is when a big company can invest in a book deal that they know is going to sell, that gives them more leeway to then invest in the behind the scenes right. in new writers. Yeah. So you're just helping the entire ecosystem of publishing. That is my argument. And also I think like, listen, okay,
1: I did creative writing at university. <laughs> all right. I I don't think just because we're YouTubers, we have less things to say. Um. You know, I, I just think that's a stupid argument because if you wanna write a book, write a fucking book and bring it around to publishers. And if it's good, it will do well. Yes, I have the upper hand of it because I already have an audience and I know they're gonna sell a certain amount of books, but you know, people want to see it. You know, all those people who are really supportive of me, they seem to be very excited about this, which is so exciting for me. And again, I am so insanely grateful um but to all those people who are like this isn't fair she doesn't deserve this blah 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 why not why don't I deserve it I'm working hard I'm writing it I'm putting the hours in to make it as best the best book it can be so I don't know about that that <laughs> no, annoyed me a no, little it, bit
0: and I, I I thought it was cool like the people who love you that sounds it sounds like you're putting some like cool things that no one's heard from you before yeah. it? and I liked the idea it sounded like it was more like what? what's the what's the concept of the book it's like a lifestyle book
1: okay essentially the book is called bloom navigating life in style <laughs> um because I do love a little lifestyle book you know the book is about finding those things in your life that are meaningful to you and yes sometimes it, it it's in you know It's like a chair. It can be a chair. It can be a table. It can be a candle. Whatever. But it's also like about kind of like coming to terms with a lot of shit in your life. You know, it's about like just figuring out who you are. You know, Bloom is about growing into yourself. And I've obviously done that on the internet. And I I wanted to kind of like explain me to my viewers. And I wanted to kind of like talk about it in a more serious way. Like I feel like sometimes in YouTube videos, I can't actually be as open and honest about a lot of things. A book is like a is such a different format that I feel like I can be really honest about stuff and I can like just tell a story of how something made me feel and how that changed me. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about, you know, things that are shitty. I'm talking about things that are great talking about mental health I'm talking about a lot of stuff so I it's you know the book isn't actually just like these are the best shoes to buy and I hope you all go out and buy this leather jacket because it's super cool this book is actually very meaningful to me and I almost look at it as a diary I'm like so
0: scared to release this thing I'm excited no I um I feel like you mentioned all the things that like keep people our age up at night Mm. like like I don't give a crap what I'm gonna wear tomorrow yeah but like my friendships or my health or my relationship that's what keeps me or my work or like money like that's what keeps me up at night yeah and it's I think um yeah no I think it's awesome that you're releasing the book I think it's interesting and you're writing it yourself which is really cool <laughs> I am and
1: let me tell you it is hard
0: <laughs> and also for the people listening like if you can't get a book deal like self-publish it like, yeah exactly and, and if you've got like I am bite for you like if whether you went with a book like with a deal or self-publishing, you'll probably have the same reach with it. It's just that you happen to have the relationships and the yeah. reach to be able to go through a house that can help you do it.
1: Yeah, and honestly, like the reason why I said no in, in the first place, if you watch that video, is because I didn't feel like I was ready for it. But Ebri uh, who's publishing the book, it's like a wing of Penguin. They, the girls who work there, it's like a team of badass women. Okay, that made me feel great. Number one, number two, they get me. They're like women my age or a little bit older in their 20s, and they're just on it, you know what I mean? And they kind of spoke to me about how, like, this book could actually have an impact on somebody. It could inspire somebody. It could, you know, make someone feel consoled that, you know, they're not the only person going through this. And I thought, you know what?
0: Why the fuck not? Especially, like, people, like... I think the tough thing with YouTubers is you're put on a pedestal by people. And so to be, like, humanize you and be like, oh, my God, she struggles with these things, too. I feel like people like whatever there is like you just want to be known and understood and mm-hmm. sometimes it's through someone else's I um so I don't even know if you know Brené Brown yes Brené Brown's like my favourite person my ever mom ever. loves her too <laughs> and she said in a podcast she was like when she was writing her last book she had all her friends like write down on a small piece of paper like what they she like kept in front of her like what her friends would say the people who love her so she didn't bring the critics into the process and someone wrote on a piece of paper um, share your story so I can find my own in yours right or like share your truth so I can find my truth in yours and for me other people sharing their truth Like, this sounds so cliche, but like it saved my life because if not, I'd feel like a freak. Exactly. Or alone in things. Why
1: do we read so much? That's exactly why. We want to feel like someone else understands us. Or, like, you know, sometimes you read a book and, like, once I read a book and it was about a relationship. And it actually made me completely change the way I looked at people in my life. And I ended up, you know, rekindling a relationship with someone in my family who I never would have otherwise if I hadn't read that book
0: yeah you should read do you know Cheryl Strayed yeah I've read wild of <gasps> you should read tiny beautiful things which okay. is like a collection of all like the dear sugar emails she did okay like letters it's fantastic it like I when my best friend went through a horrific breakup I gave her this book and I was like just go home and read it and she read it and she was like oh my god It's, like, not just about breakups, like, anything you go through in your life. And she literally, like, she does not make space for anyone just to sit around and, like, become a victim to their life. Yeah. And I think that's important to be, like, like you. Like, you said, like, you were struggling with something last year, but you were still getting your work done. Yeah. Like, you were still getting up every day and being the boss of your own business.
1: That's why, like, but when people are, like, I can't get this done. Like, you have it so easy, blah, blah, blah. No. No one has it easy. You know, the people who are successful push through that shit, you know? And I'm not... This doesn't, you know, if you have like a severe health issue, that's a different sort of story, you know. But like,
0: you can do it. I have three questions that I ask everyone in the show. Number one, what are you hoping to make happen in twenty sixteen What is this year for you? Did you have a word for the year? A word for the year. Mine was wholehearted. What, do, you, do you have a word? Oh for God, the year?
1: no! I didn't have a, I didn't have a word. Does everybody <laughs> have a word? No,
0: it's like an it's like a I guess like the like the online world that I'm part of. People like pick like pick words and they um. And it kind of, like, guides the year. Oh, for me, it's kind of... I feel like I am so behind. I didn't have a word. Is it too <laughs> late to pick a word? I, it, for some people, it's pretty lame. For me, it's been pretty helpful this year. Like, mm. I, you know, my word is good. Like, what? Well, what is 2016 to you?
1: Well, I think the word would have been balance because this is the first year where I felt like I'm getting things under control. So in 2016, I want to finish this book. Then there's a book tour. Then there's that whole thing. And I just want to have fun I want this year to like not feel stressful I feel like I'm in such a great place where people love me you know what I mean I'm surrounded by love I'm also surrounded by hate but I'm surrounded by love um and just really focusing on the love part of that I feel like there's been so much time where I've been focusing on the negative side of this and like hate and all that stuff this year I'm focusing on the love and I want this year to be fun And just free. (laughs) That's why I got my tattoo.
0: No, I loved it. It was really cool. Um, okay. Second question that I ask everyone is so for anyone listening right now, and usually like I'm talking to people, a lot of people who come on the show are like they're like online infopreneurs who like teach people how to make things happen. So yours is an interesting one (laughs) where if you had to tell anyone right now who is I don't even want to say making things happen online because they may not even but anyone who wants to make things happen in their life full stop, whether it's work or life, what would be or what would you tell yourself? like five years ago or a year ago.
1: I think like something that is so common with, well, was common with me is that, and it still is, don't be so scared, you know, and just do it. Like I've been trying to join a yoga class for about four years and I don't know why I just don't ever do it. I don't know why I don't, like, it's crazy, right? I wanna do it. So it's like, uh, if you wanna do something with your life, there's no other way to do it except just do it. Stop bitching about it and feeling low about it and whatever, just make it happen for yourself. Like some, you know, that's something I learned the hard way. No one is going to make me successful or happy or this or that. It's on me. And once you realize like this is actually your responsibility, then I feel like then you can kind of like take charge of it.
0: Yeah, no, Taking just getting up every day and, like, I can um, take one road, which is, like, yeah. an unengaged road, or I can engage with my life and just see what Exactly. Happened. And some days, it's great to take the unengaged road. Other days, no. Yeah. <laughs> everyone I talk to on the show who's done cool things with their life, whether it's on a global scale like you or, like, just, like, cool in their life, if that's the thing that everyone says. Like, it's a choice. You have to go do it. Um, okay, for anyone listening who is either, like, who is this... Canadian girls you know who you are or probably people who do know who you are where can they find you online and if they could go and support you or get involved with what you do in one way what would it be oh god
1: um well they can find me on YouTube that's like my main home youtube.com slash I also have a website which is kind of lacking right now but I do try to post on there Estée Twitter Estée Lalonde Snapchat is where you'll see the real me I can't believe you're not on Snapchat it is so fun i'm off the grid snapchat is amazing uh instagram i'm all over the place it's not hard to find me no just google yeah
0: thank you so much for. thank you so much for having me and there we have it today's episode i really hope you enjoyed this one as always you can get all of the show notes over at make it and if you enjoyed this episode it would be so awesome if you left the show a rating and a review over itunes too look out for brand new episodes next monday and thursday and until then i hope you have an awesome week ahead